the best difference is, you know, when the patient acknowledges and is saying to you, wow, I didn't realize that is going on. What can you do to help me? When you have someone asking you how you can help them versus you telling them they need help, (laughs) who wants to be told that, right? Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I feel I do go over a lot when I have new team members, and that is how to really build a relationship with your patients, especially patients who have some anxiety, but just your patients in general, because it's really important, I feel anyway, in the way that we practice in our clinic, to understand the patient first and make them feel like they're being heard so that you know, anything that happens after that will be, you know, accepted by them. And, uh, you know, just that whole feeling that they were treated in a way that maybe they had an experience in the dental office before. And it comes down to really listening to the patient and also showing them things, conversing with them, reading the patient first, instead of just jumping into this is what we know, this is what we see. So I really want to dive into that today. So let's get started. What spurred this was just a conversation I had with my hygienist uh, a few weeks ago. And um, we have a, a few hygienists in this clinic, but this hygienist is a, is, a, is a younger hygienist. He just graduated recently. And, um, you know, I think sometimes in dental school or in high, dental hygiene school, we're taught to do the dentistry, you know, do the dentistry, but it's the, the skills and the, I think your success as a team member or your success as a clinic as a whole comes down to how well do you really communicate with patients and how are you speaking to them? Are you listening to them? Are you responding in a way that's customized to their needs? And then, you know, of course the skills will always come, but if you don't have those things, you don't realize how important that is at the beginning, you'll start to lose patients very quickly. And I don't mean just like physically lose them. They're not going to come back in the clinic. They may come back in the clinic, but they're not really as engaged. They're not as receptive to the things you're going to teach them uh, as well as they would be if you started off on the right foot. And it's like any relationship. I mean, let's think about uh, you know, you're getting to know someone before, you know, you you go on a trip together or there's, there's some sort of reason to get to know them better. And like, I think, why don't we think about our patients as like getting to know them better before we jump in and start doing the dentistry. So for example, with our patients, when they come in as a new patient, they never generally get a cleaning, for example, or their, or their hygiene or scaling appointment on that day, because I want my patients and my team members to build relationships first, and then we'll plan. And part of the treatment planning or the treatment plan, of course, that is to have uh, debridement of the teeth um, for periodontal health. 
that can be on the list, but why do we, you know, some clinics and some ways that dentistry is taught to just dive into that. And then it just, it's not to me the right way to do things. And I think if we could learn to understand how to build relationships with patients and how important it truly is in the long-term strategy for maintaining uh, patients and patient families, then we would be better as a profession and patients will feel like they've gotten more uh, out of an appointment than they they would if they were just, you know, you were coming in and you're just cleaning their teeth or you're just doing a filling. One of the things that I was saying to my hygienist was, you know, what is happening when the patient first comes in the room and what are you saying to the patient? Like, are you reading their body language? Do you sense that they're nervous? You may want to address that head on, but you really want to just make them realize that you're not going to just jump in and do dentistry. So for example, I tell my team to always, if you're meeting someone for the first time, or even if they're, they've just been in and they haven't been in for a year or six months, or they're coming in for something, have them sitting up and just, just build that, you know, that relationship through, you know, how things going, where, where, what's, what's new, what, you know, or if it's a new patient, you know, tell me about some of your experiences in the past, you know, what, what have you experienced that you've really liked when you see, go to the dentist and what are some things that maybe have, have given you uh, some trouble. And they'll, if you ask these open-ended questions and you, you really seem like you're, you care and you're interested in what they have to say and they're not laying back in a prone position like they're sitting up and you're just like it's just like two people having any conversation as humans normally would then they're going to um, feel like you really care and if they feel like you care first again I always say this and uh, maybe I've said this many times already but you know they they don't care how much you know they they want to know how much you care and it's that getting to know them, but letting them talk. And, and sometimes it's really easy for us as um, healthcare providers to want to just tell them everything. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. Or, um, I see this and this is what you should do or providing solutions to problems that you see in the mouth before the patient has even identified or realized they even have a problem or admitted or agreed with you or saw that they had this problem, you start kind of throwing solutions to their problem. And, um, and, and again, it's just, it's because partly, I guess in school, we, we are taught to be these providers and give, give people solutions. But what I've learned through, um, you know, just maybe through age and experience is that people will not accept a solution to anything, no matter how big the problem, unless they even admit or can see that they have a problem. So you can throw all kinds of solutions to, you know, gum disease or cavities or crowding and all these things. But if that patient didn't even see that they had a problem, you're just going to be tuned out and they're present physically, but they're not listening. And so it's a lot of wasted time. It feels uh, unsatisfying for after years um, of doing the same thing. If you're not getting anywhere and these patients are not really being, I think what I would call maybe influencer or impacted by your advice. So the best way I think to start is to get to know them, ask the questions that they, that find out more about their experiences, what is really bothering them, 
making sure that we address what's concerning them, what bothered them or what was a problem in the past, maybe with a previous visit. And when we see something, so if we see very swollen, puffy gums, or we see crowding that's causing another problem, show them images and talk about it in a way that like, I would like you to look at this or what do you think of this? You know, like get them involved. And yes, that may seem like it takes a little bit more time than just going in there, fixing it all up and sending them on their way. But if you want to build relationships or you want to have an impact on your patients for your career and just on a daily basis, and your team wants to also feel like they're making a difference, the best difference is, you know, when the patient acknowledges and is saying to you, wow, I didn't realize that is going on. What can you do to help me? When you have someone asking you how you can help them versus you telling them they need help, (laughs) who wants to be told that, right? Who wants to be told you need help? (laughs) doesn't feel very good. But if I'm a patient and I say, can you help me? I, I see what you see. Now tell me some ways I can make this better, uh, Dr. Brown, or, you know, whatever your, your name is. But the point is that I think looking at it and seeing how many times in an appointment you're getting the patient to ask you or guide you for the answers and, and ask for your guidance, as opposed to you just sort of spilling your answers onto them without them without being sure first that they even recognize they have a problem. So it's just, it's just a little way to think about it and and maybe check yourself when you are with patients to see if you're really getting that two way conversation. So it's not a one way conversation. And if they're really asking you for the help that you know they need, and you're just dying to tell them the answer and you're dying to solve this problem for them, because for you as a, as a provider of dentistry, it's so easy to just give these answers, but, um, you're probably not going to be as successful unless you're learning to develop the relationship first. They start to trust you. Then they start to see the problem. Now you're giving them an answer that they're looking for. And so when you become the problem solver for them in a way that they are really looking to have this problem solved, then you're more valuable. And if you're more valuable to them, then they're probably going to come back to see you perhaps more often, be more um, appreciative too of the work. And that just helps make us more fulfilled, I think, as, as uh, you know, dental professionals. So this type of thing that I'm touching on really uh, gets into, you know, how you rapport build with especially new patients. And, you know, again, you if you do see something in the middle of a restorative appointment and you want them to see it, you know, use the intro camera, use the scanner, whatever it takes to, to show them so that they're on a a level which they understand that, you know, the things that you're up against or how difficult something is. I like to really use images through the intro scanner or the intro camera or just my regular DSLR photography to help patients realize some of the challenges and some of the things that we're up against. And so that they are appreciating the efforts and the experience and the skills that go into solving their problems as well. It's important that they, you know, don't just think it can just all be done and it'll last forever. I mean, this is typically some of the things that are also uh, misunderstood and that gets into really just how well do you communicate with your patients? And 
And, uh, you know, using different tools like that, getting them to acknowledge and see the problem is really key. But also the ongoing establish or the ongoing rapport with the patient. So it could be something as simple as they contact you and um, you have to reschedule their appointment or something happens and, and you're upset because they maybe didn't show or something like this. And now you've got a situation where someone's either upset, it might be the patient, it might be you, and it leads into this sort of snowball effect of misunderstandings. And very quickly, a relationship between a patient and a doctor or a patient and a clinic can really spin out of control because now, of course, we're so reliant on texting and emailing and we don't talk on the phone as much anymore. And that just makes me think about a situation that I had maybe a few months ago where, you know, this patient was a patient of mine for years and just through a series of, I would say, unfortunate miscommunication, did this patient very quickly and rapidly get serious, like get very upset. And that led my team to be very reactive and very upset. And then the message that got back to me is, well, that patient is just really unreasonable. And so it's sometimes really difficult, I think, as a doctor, because you, you don't want to get involved in everything in the clinic sometimes. But it really goes a long way to just pick up the phone and have a conversation with a patient about something that they're going through because you have to hear their side of the story and I think that's one of the other things is people just want to be heard and a lot of trouble <laughs> maybe a lot of stress and hard feelings and maybe negative publicity or bad Google reviews could all be avoided if we were more apt to the old fashioned way is to just pick up the phone and, and really talk to each other because the, the sound of the intonations in our voice and how we come across are completely different in a real voice to voice situation than it would be through any um, eloquent email or wording that you could ever construct in a text or an email and I'm I feel like I'm pretty good but a lot of people I see when they text someone it's it's it comes off very cold so it's really really hard to show emotion of compassion and understanding through an email or text so another big kind of I guess thing that I try to communicate to my team is like look if things are mm, something's not quite right here your gut's telling you just don't continue with texting and email, like get on the phone and really listen to that patient because often we can save ourselves a lot of, uh, a lot of stress and, and avoid a lot of problems. Another really important, um, maybe it isn't discussed enough and certainly not brought up in dental school, but nonverbal communication and just body language and learning to read people and patients and sensing when they're, you know, they're nervous or they're, they're, something's not making sense to them. And, and some people are, you know, really good at reading body language, reading and sensing when others are not doing well. I feel like I pretty naturally do this, but especially, you know, someone who's just getting used to doing the dentistry, trying to read people's body language is hard. So just some ideas, some things that you could tell your team, your assistant, your hygienist to look out for would be, you know, the patient is crossing their arms. They're, they're kind of looking away and just maybe show tension in their body, which, you know, they could be, you know, like clenching their hands or doing things like that. So you want to really at that point, 
think about stopping the procedure uh, if you can um, and just saying you know listen are you okay like is there something I'm saying or doing can we make your experience better is you know those types of things so that they realize that that what they're doing is you know you're paying attention to them and nothing is more powerful than a patient feeling heard a patient feeling like that you care about their well-being and their comfort and their um, just how happy they are when they're in the room. And, and I mean, I'm very fortunate because I have a lot of great team members who are really great at building a rapport and reading the patients in that way, but not everybody is, and it takes some experience, but just being aware of it and making sure you have those conversations with your team that, you know, make sure you're not just going on and on about what you're doing or doing your thing without stopping and checking with the patient. So to summarize, you know, communication, and it's been, it's been documented that patients need to hear things or people need to hear things up to seven times before they actually, they process or accept what you're, what you're saying. So do not feel frustrated, I guess, if, if you don't always make it through and communicate well with your patients, but thinking about, um, listening to the patients, building on what they're telling you responding that way you know reading their body language making sure you're not just doing things so digital that the emotion has gone out of it and thinking about making uh, their experience better by reading their body language I think if you do a lot of those things then a lot more hits than misses are going to occur as far as rapport building and relationship building and having patience for the rest of your, you know, for your entire career. And some of my patients have been with me for the 20 years that I've been practicing. And, um, I think, you know, not all of us are, are good with people, let's say, but there's lots of ways you can um, build these skills and, you know, just become more aware of, you know, how am I really communicating with the patient? Am I, am I giving them time to speak, sitting them up? Am I making sure that along the way we've touched in, we check in with them to make sure they're happy, then that's going to go a long way in making your, uh, your experience as an, as an operator provider of dentistry much better. So my tip of the day is to get your team. And this can be like a little, challenge if you will um and can have something in the operatory just as a reminder the service reminder for them or yourself to make sure you do this but with each patient that you have in your chair try to um reach a goal of asking three open-ended questions within the appointment now again depending on the type of appointment it's going to be different but you know Try to gauge yourself and see how much you're actually looking for like a descriptive answer as opposed to, you know, like a asking the patient, you know, do you understand? Well, most of the time they're going to say yes, even though they don't, they typically don't. So instead of saying, do you understand? And then of course they're going to say yes when they don't <laughs> just say, you know, tell me, uh, what you think of that? Like, what, what are you thinking when I, when I tell you that? Or, uh, 
if you have a photo or an image of a digital scan in front of them, like show me what you see here before you start telling them what you see, see if they can, like, it's, it's almost like a little bit of a game and it feels a little bit more collaborative when it's like, well, what do you think? You know, uh, what do you see? So these are just little tips that you can give your team to improve their communication skills with patients and overall improve the patient experience, which is again, so important to me. So anyway, until next time, Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to, to listen to this podcast. And again, hopefully I inspired you in some way. If you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some, some of the content like this, we're going to be here every week. And I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, peggy at smilesbybound.com. Bye.